Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Debrief. Super excited today to have Stephanie back. What's up, guys? Back from sabbatical. Back from sabbatical. Yes. What did you learn about Jesus while you were gone? <laughs> that he is good and kind. Yes. Mm. Touchdown. Us. Jesus likes it. Yeah. I didn't like it so much. Amen. <laughs> but that's another story. Pray for uh, Stephanie Ness and couple counseling as we work out her Sabbaths. Yes. Yeah. Bit long. But you are with child. I am with child. Yes. So I was not off from growing a human. No. So that's a full time job. Yeah, it's a full time job. He yeah, reminds me end. all the time. Doesn't end. No. Tim. I'm back. Welcome back. Tim good, Dog Millionaire. Good yeah. to be here. For those here. of you who are new to the show, <laughs> the prodigal son has returned. Oh, here we are. Yes. I was We're not... the, the former assistance league. We yeah. are. We are. It's yes. a reun- reunion tour. Tim has out. sinned against his father <laughs> and is returning. And I still want the inheritance, please. Yes. <laughs> I do notice that you have the same PMB shoes, though. I follow him not only in his lifestyle choices, but also <laughs> yeah. in his wardrobe choices. In his steps. Yeah. Yes. Oh, in his steps. You yeah. You probably uh, are responsible for a big uptick in Vans yeah. uh, sales throughout the years. I'm a big Vans yeah. guy because yeah. it's local. I mean, it started yeah. in Corona. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't, can't remember that the Vandenbergs or the Vanden something, the yeah. Vanderrats. I forget their last name, but it's their Dutch, a Dutch family in Corona. Hmm. And that's where the name yeah. Vans comes from. They made a good decision. They started making shoes that are actually comfortable. Yeah, well, because their audience, <laughs> their audience got old. Exactly. That's what happened. Exactly. But they, yeah. they've done something now. Like that was, they they, yeah. uh, they transitioned well. They did. Yeah. Churches they did. should learn. Well, mm. welcome everybody. Glad that you are listening and joining us today. And so we're mixing it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to be changing the debrief up a little bit this year. We're going to go from every week to what, 14 episodes Yeah, we're year? going 14. We'll probably sneak in a couple extra. I feel like you'll get inspired and want to yeah. do some more, but at least once a month. If there is inspiration, there will will be a debrief. If mm. there is no inspiration, we will wait upon the Lord. So if you like the Amen. show, pray for yeah. some inspiration. So that's just to give me a break as we're, do, I'm doing five services on the weekend as a primary teacher at uh, Sandals church. So I'm just trying to not go crazy. So that would be, yeah. I think everyone should pray for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. Amen. <laughs> All right. So what else? Oh, yeah. You're going to ask me about the new series starting. I was. So one of the things that we're trying to do with this new format is give you a chance to really speak into where are we going for the next couple months as a church? What's our next sermon series going to be like? I hear we're talking dating, relationships, Valentine's wow. Day is coming. Yes, so yes, it's yes. Well-timed. So our next series is called Non-Negotiable, and it's actually a study uh, broadly on the book of Proverbs, mm. but specifically on Proverbs 31. So Proverbs 31 is a chapter written by a mother to her son. And it talks about what kind of wife to look for and and how not to waste your lives. And so uh, most people don't realize this, but Proverbs starts with wisdom from the father and it ends with wisdom from the mother. And uh, it talks about what kind of women to avoid in Proverbs 5 and what kind of women to look for in Proverbs 8, wisdom. She also calls from the streets, which is personified in uh, Proverbs 31. So it's going to be super exciting. I don't think uh, a people believe a lot of young people are not getting married. Don't believe in true love. Don't you know believe in like what it means to just kind of do life with one person. And we're losing that. Uh, Europe is way ahead of us. You know, people cohabitate. They're not having children. Um, I mean, there's there's serious serious issues because of the way that we view dating, marriage. Um, I mean, it's just it's just absolutely tragic what's happening to the world. And I think Americans were not far behind. I just heard a statistic in Romania. 50% of all babies conceived are aborted. Wow. 50%. Oh my God. So just think about that. That's what's happening. People don't want to raise children. They're focused on their careers. Um, and, and, and what's happening in, in Europe and in Japan is there's not enough children to take care of the old people. Mm. And so it's, it's, a, it's a real problem because people don't value love. They don't value raising family. They don't value um, just that idea of, you know, 
being with one person for life for the purpose, not only of, of love making, but experiencing love. And, um, so we're going to look at that. What are the non-negotiables? What are the things that you need to look for? What does God have to say about love? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a really, I probably had my lowest like pastor moment in, I don't know, a couple years. And that, that's saying something. So I was riding my bike at the gym and I don't know why all my stories happened at the gym, but I didn't, I forgot my headphones. So normally I want to tune everybody out yeah. and just do my own thing. sign of, please don't talk yeah, to me. Yeah, which people never care that I have headphones <laughs> in. They want to talk to me anyways. But I didn't have my headphones in. And so there was these three guys next to me and they were talking. And, you know, I'm not supposed to be eavesdropping, but I was because I have ADD and I'm trying to read through my like day, I think it was day 12. I'm trying to read through day 12 on my, my Bible reading program. And it was Moses in the burning bush, you know, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And I hear this guy and I hear them talking about God. And, um, I should have stopped listening right you then, turned aside. but this guy was, he, this guy was sharing his, his, his faith and inviting these guys to, to a Bible study, which is great. Except that every time he used God's name, he followed it up with an F-bomb, mm. you know, like God is effing awesome. God is effing this God, And I'm, wow. I'm literally like, I'm trying to pedal the bike and I, I can't, I can't get it around. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm high three on the Enneagram, but I'm also high eight. And so yeah. I was hopeful that my three would show up to the party nah. to confront these guys. But the eight came roaring out like a lion. <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. And, and finally, this is what the guy said. He said, Hey, you guys come over to my house. We'll read the Bible together and we'll smoke a bowl. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I lost it. And so it's so funny. This guy's preaching to me. God, God's all about love, bro. It's all about love. And, and, and you're supposed to come out and compel me. And, 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 and you're the reason I don't want to go to church. And it, it was really bad. Yikes. It was so bad. Did they know you were like, did that come that out, came out at some point? Okay. At some point in time yes. that came out and I, and I, he actually said, I think I've been to your church. I'm like, Oh, great. Uh, but I had to end up apologizing because of my approach to all three of them. But listen to me, God is God is loving, but he's also righteous and he mm. loves you where you are, but he's not called you to stay there. And, you know, the, the, the Greek word pharmakia in the Bible is translated witchcraft. It's where we get our English word pharmacy. Mm. And you should not be smoking weed unless you have a diagnosed illness. <laughs> and there is some medical research, yeah. real research, not like your cousin Vinny, <laughs> real research that supports you need to be taking this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you certainly shouldn't be smoking a bowl before you read the Bible. So anyways, it turned into this conversation and I had to challenge these two non-Christians who they probably didn't even want to be witnessed to anyways by this guy who's trying to invite him to train, read the Bible, smoke weed. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was the most bizarre relational car crash. Like if you played a video of how not to talk to somebody about Jesus, like you just watch me, you know, yeah. like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and uh, so I ended with, you know, I want you to know that I'm really sorry. Please, will you forgive me? Yes. You're, you're not a Christian. Stop sharing the gospel. You know, I, 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 I want you to, I want you to forgive me. Will you forgive me? Yes. You, you are not right with God. You need to be, yeah. and you cannot stay where you are and call and call yourself a follower yeah. of Christ. And I just walked out sweaty, weary. And I hadn't, I, that was my warm up. I was right. riding, I was right. riding the bike well, they got the for five flowing. to yeah, 10 I mean, minutes to warm up. And no. I was sweating and I was just that like, was your workout. that was a different was kind of spiritual. workout. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I think the guy thought I wanted to fight him, which maybe well, that's, man, you, you know, it's just yeah, like, oh my gosh, bit, there was a little bit of that. I, I should start a reality show called sharing Jesus gone wrong. Like it just was <laughs> so bad. Like I told my wife, I was like, I, I've listened to none of my sermons. Like I'm so bad. So anyways, oh. he was like, you know, everybody's version of love is whatever they think it means. And mm-hmm. so yes, the Bible says God is love, but 
First Corinthians 13 says, love rejoices when the truth wins out. Mm -hmm. And so this guy was talking about love, but the truth wasn't winning. The truth was losing. The truth was lost. Like, um, I, I can't ever remember a time where I've asked somebody to stop sharing the gospel, like yeah. stop mm -hmm. because this is not, and I think he was just trying to be cool. I don't know what he was trying to do. Um, but you know, be the cool Christian. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, thank God. I said, do you go to church? And he said, yes. And it's not ours. I was like, yes. thank well, you, it's Lord. A, it's a cannabis church. We have church. our knuckleheads here. Yeah. Too, yeah. We were yeah. talking to the guys before the show. Yeah. The cannabis the, church. The cannabis yeah. church is yeah. alive and well in America. Apparently there's yeah. one. How do you set service? How do you set service times for a weed church? <laughs> hey, whenever you guys want. <laughs> you know, bro, we're going to, yeah. it's going to be like around noon. Yeah. Like, and then how do you get people to leave? Well, like everybody's just sitting there forever. Just don't have snacks. So yeah. they have to come. I know. So yeah. Well, the they, church they fights, brownies, brownies or gummies. every week. Yeah, exactly. No need for a smoke machine. We've got the cannabis yeah, supplies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's budgets are being saved here yeah. and there. So yeah, it's true. No, no singing at all. Just guitar solos. Yeah, <laughs> bongo drums. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, so, I just offended our whole cannabis well, audience. Hey, I'm excited about the series too. I think the thank you for the, bringing the, it back. I am, that was I'm, good. I'm excited about the series. Yeah. The proverbs helping us to become the kinds of people that even make wise decisions. So mm -hmm. people yeah. are trying to figure out who should I marry. Read the proverbs. Become the kind of person that will choose the right person. Yeah, you know, trying to figure out what career to do. Become the kind of person that figures out what God's purpose is first, and then aligns with that. Like yeah. that's good stuff. So yeah. I'm excited for it. It's gonna be great. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm imagining there are probably some people who are like, oh, this sounds like it's a dating series. I no. can probably just check out. What like, Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. And so a big part of that, and especially if you're older uh, and you're listening, a big part of it is you have so much to say and to speak into people's life who are dating mm. and they need that. And we've not done a good job as a culture helping people to plan, prepare, and think about um, you know, what it is that they're looking for in a spouse. Mm -hmm. And so like we say things like, you'll just know when you know. The Bible says, look for these things. Yeah. yeah. Like, here's the things that you want to look for. And um, I, I'm going to bring some of those things out, but it's not just for dating. It's for friendships, man. If you're, if you're looking at a, a job, if you want to take a job somewhere, look at the culture. Like what, what is the culture like? I mean, these are healthy principles for relationships yeah. because ultimately what a marriage is about, it, you know, it, it's not all about just, you know, sex. It's about actually living life together and working together to accomplish a purpose and a goal, right? That's the same thing at work. That's the same thing at home. Same thing with your kids. And here's the things that you need to be aware of if you want to have a successful relationship. And she begins her words with, do not waste your life on women as many kings do. And so what she's saying is a lot of smart guys get it wrong. And girls just back then, you know, women didn't have hardly any say in who they dated. So that's why Proverbs 31 is not written uh, to a woman in her hunt for a man, because she's ultimately going to lean on her father to make that deal back then. But it's for the, for the, um, the young man to not just be deceived by his eyes, mm. yeah. but to actually look at some other things and some other qualities that really, really matter and will ultimately make him better. And that's the thing is God wants to make, if you're, if you choose to be married and you choose to pursue that path, God wants that to make you better. You don't have to be married to be a Christian, but if you do, it should be a blessing and it should help you to bless others and further the kingdom and do great things together. And so um, that's my prayer for the series and I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm too. So we want to get back to something you talked about some this weekend. So we got some questions on that specifically just around the realm of like our dreams and our desires. And I think Tim, you have the question that the person yeah, came in on Instagram. Uh, they started out with, Loved the outfit this weekend, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Wait, you got a shout it, uh, out to your Adidas. I, I'm not sure. Did the person love it? I loved it too. Yeah. I like the shoes. Yeah, yeah, I noticed yeah. the shoes. My yeah. wife said, what is wrong with those shoes? <laughs> 
They they looked like they were shining like yes. the heavens. They, these they are were, like what Jesus will wear when he returns. Yeah. yeah, these are the oh. shoes yeah. for those watching online. They just looked like brilliant <laughs> beacons of light when yeah. I was watching on the screen. I've had the same clothes on since yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, you for you? that moment of I have not changed. No, seriously. I put these sweats on yesterday. I went to my... I, actually, I, I took a couple pastors out to dinner mm. last night. Mm-hmm. Actually, they paid, so they took oh, me yeah. out. Oh, I good. picked the restaurant. They paid the bill. Maybe they um, were when they saw you showing up And sweats. then I went and watched my son's game. Then we drove to Palm Springs because he had to take uh, his driver's test um, Got it. yesterday and or to this morning. And so I... And I had, we had an issue. I looked at our insurance cards. When do you think they expired? This year. Last Febu- year. February 2nd. Oh, great. Oh. So it was February 3rd <laughs> was the test. And and so I'm trying to download the app. And, and of course, them, it's yeah. midnight in Palm Springs. So there's no insurance agent available anywhere. And oh, so geez. I didn't go to bed till two. Haven't showered. Blessings well, to you, you look both. Well. Yeah, Thank you. Exactly. That's make for you a look great well. episode then. I, I can't smell you. I just you, commuted. So. Yeah. I commuted to work today from Palm Springs. Wow. Amen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the question is kind of following up on the following desires versus God's plan for our lives. Could you elaborate on the point where you said, follow God instead of my desires and dreams? When the person first heard this point and in other sermons, it can sound like, well, everyone should work in ministry or people seem to take it that way. Um, they know lots of people who've had successful careers in business and leverage what they have been blessed with for the kingdom, um, but have still followed the dream or passion to do that thing that has ultimately allowed them to do more financially, care for God's church, and volunteer and ministry uh, minister on the side. Yeah, and here, here's what I would say to this question and every question. If I say something that shocks you and hits you sideways, just assume you heard it wrong. Just <laughs> just make that assumption because often what we're doing is we're reacting to what we think's being said. Mm. So the, the the most important thing in that point was follow God instead of your desires and dreams. And so I at first I was going to put instead of your desires, and I don't think I would have got any pushback with just that word desires. Because wow. I think people go, okay, I can see how my desires are negative. Are bad. Yeah, They're bad. Exactly. But I put the word dream in there because I think that oftentimes our dreams are romanticized desires. Mm. And so what we try to sell people on is that my desires are God blessed because they're my dreams. And so in the context of Lot's life, he was called to follow Abram, who was being blessed. They were being blessed. He became incredibly wealthy. He wasn't called into full-time ministry. They were, they were uh, sheep herders. And they had become extraordinarily wealthy. They had servants, you know, they had sheep, they had, you know, uh, uh, camels. I mean, they were wealthy beyond their dreams. God had blessed them. So they're not going to go become pastors. But what he did is he looked uh, at Zor, in the direction of Zor, towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And here's the point is, our natural inclination is to be drawn to the things of the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? It, It just is. We are drawn to, uh, you know, to be able to tap into our, our desires and our inhibitions and right. That's what the big city does. The big city gives you camouflage so you can be everything that you couldn't be in a small town and get away with it. And nobody knows you there's anonymity in big towns. And so lot, right. I'm going to get away from my uncle. I'm going to get away from his control. I'm going to go to Sodom and Gomorrah and he doesn't go to it. He goes near it. Mm -hmm. And so what he does is he says, uncle, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm not going to follow you as you follow God. I'm going to follow my own path. And I just want every person listening to me. God may be calling you to follow your own path, but he might not be. Mm-hmm. And so you can't go solely based upon your dreams and your desires. Um, 
And, and I, that's why I think so many young people are unhappy. That's why so many young people have all this college debt because they, they, they go to college and literally college counselors will say, what are you passionate about? Hmm. Like, okay, those are called hobbies. Yeah. Those are called vacations. And, and some of us are lucky enough to get jobs that we really, really enjoy. And let me just tell you this. There are many aspects of my job that I love. There are things that I loathe. Like fundraising, I could live and die and never have to ask a person for a dollar again. Like Mm -hmm. I hate that about my job. Mm -hmm. It's one of my primary duties. My primary duties. If we, if we don't raise, you know, $20 million this year, we're in trouble. We got 11 campuses, 20,000 people, right? Uh, You know, I mean, you should, you should look at our cracker budget for crackers for two to three year olds, you know, I mean, those things are like piranhas in there just like feasting, (laughs) you know, that goldfish ministry. mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say here is a lot of people are caught up in, I have to have my specific dream, my specific desire. Now go for it for a season, you know, get some counsel, talk to people and and go for it. But I've got friends that are still, they're in their mid forties, still trying to make it in Hollywood. They're selling or they're delivering fast order food. Mm Mm-hmm. You're 45 years old. You have a college degree. You're delivering fast. You're delivering McDonald's to somebody's house. Maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe it's time. And I just think that you can get really, really wrapped up in your own circle. And here's the thing is Lot never gets out of his desires. Even at the end of his life, after Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed, God says, flee. He says, no, I can't. We won't survive. He's arguing with God still. And he says, let me go to Zor, the little city. That's what it means in Hebrew, the little mm. city. Let me go there. And God says, fine, I won't destroy that little sinful city. And he goes there and he can't even last there. Mm. And I didn't tell you guys this, who listened to the sermon, but his wife dies. He, he ends up living in a cave with his daughters. They're like, dad's going to die. And back in those days, your inheritance was your child, your, 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 your firstborn male. So they get their dad drunk and have sex with their dad. And he impregnates them both. That's how the story ends. Yikes. Like that's hideous. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And it's all because Lot never asks what God wants. He always asks, what do I want? Mm-hmm. I want to be happy. I want to be famous. I got to get away from my uncle. I got to do this. I, 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 I. And that is the danger of our society. And so what I would say um, to a young man or young woman in picking a career, I would say, what are the things I could be happy doing? I would start there. What are the things? So if I want to be in the entertainment industry, do I have to be an actor? Do I have to be the singer? Mm-hmm. You know, can I operate in, in a different context? Um, you know, do I have to be, if I want to go to medicine, do I have to be the doctor? Can I sell medical equipment? Can I, can I organize and administrate a hospital? And what you need to do is broaden uh, your focus of what yeah. you think you might want to do. Yeah. Because, uh, and this is why so many young people are, you know, you, you drop $200,000 in an education and then you realize, no, nah, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And it's happening all over. And, and, and so then the politicians are saying, we all, we all need to pay off these bad decisions that we ask 18 year olds to make, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know, what do you want to do? And, and, and it's a $200,000 decision. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, is, is your first focus needs to, to follow God. If I followed my dreams and desires, I never would have planted a church in Riverside, California. Never. Yeah. And I can tell you when I was in seminary, everybody was called to plant a church in a really cool place. <laughs> wow. Man, Jesus just really loves Malibu. Yeah. Jesus just really loves Carlsbad. <laughs> Jesus just really loves San Diego. And so, land. you know, here's what I would say is challenge your desires and dreams 
trust God. Mm. Challenge your, what Lot does is he always challenges God and he trusts his gut. And it's just like, look, and he misses out. Literally what he happens is Abram and Lot split. Lot goes to near Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham is blessed. And God says, see all of this? I will give it all to you, to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south. Mm. And I think so many of us, we miss out on God's blessing. And, and here's the thing is, if my fulfillment and happiness comes from me being successful and living out my dreams and it doesn't work out, what happens to me? Like I was just in an interview yesterday, um, not to leave Sandals Church. I was being interviewed uh, for a, a business opportunity to um, do some more writing. Mm. And I was meeting with an individual and I was asking him, why did you get this job? And he was just telling me that the person that's job that he took, that he took ended up taking their, his life very successful, but it wasn't working out and the company was struggling. So if all of your happiness and all your identity is wrapped yeah. up in your business mm -hmm. and it doesn't work, what does that say about you? That's why your identity and who you are needs to be wrapped up in God because then you're okay, whether you succeed or not. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what happens is, and guys, this is why you need to read the Bible over and over again. What happens is, um, I keep looking at you guys. I'm supposed to be looking at you guys. Sorry. What happens is, <laughs> you know, Lot's life unravels because he lives for himself. Yeah. And, and here's what I would say to all my questioners and all my doubters is how is following your dreams working out individually? How is it working out like universally in our, in our world? People are not happy. We have, we have, you know, I know it's a, a presidential election next year. The economy's never been better. People are never make more money. Like things are better economically than they've been in 50, 60 years in America and people are still miserable. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not economics. Yeah. Maybe it's not, maybe it's something else. And we have these young people who are trying to find satisfaction in the world. And, and, and nowadays I think even young people especially are trying to find satisfaction in challenging culture and challenging systems, right? So what's wrong with the world is our system. Well, the Bible says what's wrong with the world is our soul. Yeah. And so instead of looking within, young people want to make change and transform outside. And that is a recipe for disaster. Mm. Um, you know, what needed to change ultimately for Lot wasn't Sodom and Gomorrah. It was his own soul and his own decision-making. And so he, he lost it there. So I think that it's okay to have dreams. It's okay to have desires. You need to re realistically write those things down. Like if my son comes to me and he says, dad, my dream is to play in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, God didn't give you the pieces. You don't have the <laughs> physical tools to do, that. to do that. You don't, yeah. you don't have the abilities to do that. And you can say, well, God could do anything. Sure. <laughs> don't plan your life based upon miracles, right? Mm -hmm. Just I, they're, they're called miracles. And if those things happen, that's great. Plan your life based upon the best decision-making that you can possibly, you know, like I, my, my fantasies, it's always funny. It's like, I don't know if you guys ever fantasize about yourself, but I always do. <laughs> I fantasize like I'm a rock star and I'm singing. Uh, I have no musical talent <laughs> at all. Well, but like when I'm in the car, I envision you, myself you just it. like a yeah. rock God, you know? And it's, it's, it's disgusting. I don't know why you're laughing so bad. Sorry. We, sorry, we, we, we didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have fantasies about like you doing something that's not you? Yeah, probably. Okay, give me an example. I'm trying. I don't know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'll I just think I'll pray 24 with, with hours a day. Answers to your questions on the spot is a dream I have. Okay. Yes, I'll get there. I think I'm with we you. I'm with we you. all have yeah. fantasies that are, that are beyond this. You know, sure, yeah. like I have fantasies about being super strong or super big or buff. You know, like be like six eight, three hundred pounds, just go around slapping yeah. people. <laughs> 
you know? I'm on my way to the yeah, three, 300 pounds yeah. part, yeah, yeah, by the way, yeah. So I, I think we have to really, really guard against that and say, okay, God. And so, like, for example, my dreams and my desires early on were, were to be famous and to be a millionaire. I think God's dream for my life was to follow him and be a pastor and, and take care of my family and honor them by supporting them financially. So my wife and kids are the dream. And that's why I think so many people are not happy because what should give you happiness is coming home and providing for your family and having some left over to give to God and charity. I mean, that's what I love to do is I love to be able to do that and give something away. My dream is not to hoard a bunch of cash. Yeah. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make anybody happy. Some of the most miserable people on earth, I mean, they got more money than you will ever make. And so, um, you know, just really, really appreciating that. And I don't think Kobe Bryant's wife wants more money. She wants more time with her husband, more yeah. time with her daughter. Like those are the things that matter. And those are the things that money can't buy. So if, if, if lots broke, he's not ever leaving his uncle. Right. Yeah. Right. He's right. I'm right. going wherever you're going, uncle. Cause yeah. you, you, you feed me, you feed me the sandwich. Yeah. So right. I'm going to stay right here, but now he has his own money. Now he has his own freedom. And that's why you see when kids inherit a lot of money, their lives are disasters mm. and train wrecks. And it's really, really sad. Yeah. And so again, so pro- we talked about Proverbs 31, Proverbs 30, and you can look up the, the actual verse in the, yeah. in the notes. Stephanie, I'll do that. But it says, Lord, don't let me be so poor that I have to beg or steal. Yep. And Lord, don't let me become so wealthy that I become arrogant yeah, and forget you. Exactly. And that needs to be our That's prayer. Huge. That's a wise prayer. That's huge. God, give me the money I can handle and give me the money that I can pay my bills mm-hmm. and just honor you and thank God for you. And those are the happy people, the happy people that, that aren't starving, but they're not, they're not so wealthy that, you know, they're getting fat and getting all these weird diseases, Yeah. you know, because of <laughs> we're just eating too much. We right. have too much food and, and globally, like we've gone from, starvation being one of the biggest deals when I was a kid to now there's a global epidemic of obesity, even in poor nations. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So, so everybody's shifting. And so it's a huge problem. So you don't have to be in ministry. I'm not, God, we don't want, we need you. We we can't have a bunch of ministers. We can't pay them. So I need you to go get a job. I'm just saying, consider that it might not be your dream. Yeah. It, it might be. God has a dream for you. Proverbs, or excuse me, um, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. What that verse means is they're different from your plans. <laughs> mm-hmm. That yeah. verse doesn't say, I know your plans and I can't wait to make them happen. Right. Thus says God. Right, right. He says, look, you're being carried off to Babylon as slaves. I have a different plan for you. Yeah. yeah. You went your way. How'd that go? Now let me, let me now let me bring you back. Yeah. So so in the context, try try to try to let the point challenge you within the context. Right. Um, it's not to say that all dreams and desires are wrong. I have desires for my wife. Those aren't wrong. Sure. But if I have desires for someone else's wife, then that's yeah. wrong. You've got dreams for our church. Yeah, yeah Those dreams for our church. Wrong. Yeah. It's a good to dream and hope yeah. and describe. I think you the way you started that was so good of let's listen to the challenge and the question. Um, and sometimes the problem that we're having is in the way we heard it, yeah. not in what you actually said. Mm-hmm. So again, people hear desires. We're like, okay, we can, that's all bad stuff, yeah. right? But then they hear dreams, like, don't come from my dreams. Right, right, amen. But the reality is like so I see so many people, they're, they're worried if we roll it all over onto God, if we totally trust him, if we say, I'm going to do whatever that we're going to get ripped off. Yeah. And that's a thing that we have to reconcile is like, and that's, my, that goes he back has to, better yeah, dreams. Yeah. That goes back to Genesis three, the devil lies. God knows that if you eat this fruit, mm. you'll be like him. You're, mm-hmm. God, God knows you're missing out. Mm. And that's always a lie. Yep. The devil always lies. And so what Lot believes is he's missing out on something by not living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. And here's what breaks my heart. His wife missed it. Yeah. When they left. 
Mm-hmm. Like she couldn't Look, leave yeah, it. Yeah, looked back. She enjoyed it, right? Uh, that's what Hebrews says, that Moses did not allow himself to enjoy the pleasures of sin. Mm-hmm. Like he fled. He went to the wilderness. Think about it. He's a prince of Egypt. And now he's herding sheep. Yep. The lowest of the lowest of so jobs. That's a demotion for sure. Yeah, demotion. <laughs> um, so... But he was blessed. Yeah. Like, and I think so there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a lot of churches that really, really focus on your dreams, your, your ambitions, your desires and what that does. And I even think a lot of the Christian writing, this is what I was talking to the Christian publication company that we we're talking to, you know, so much of Christianity today is God's a genie and he's just waiting to make your dreams come true. Mm. And that's just not the God of the Bible. Yeah, God's dream for you is for you to know him Yep, and for, for, for him to know you and experience that relationship as you follow and trust That's him. It. And so whatever I got to do to make that happen. And so what that means for me is um, I, I've got to be careful. Like my dreams and desires, I love to travel. I would go everywhere all over the world, but I know, and I love New Orleans. I love the food. I love the culture. I love the music. I know that I should never go there by myself. Mm-hmm. I should always be there with my wife <laughs> or uh, with accountability partners yeah. Because there are dangerous things there for me. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and so there are, there are aspects of of New Orleans that are beautiful, and there are aspects that are deadly and sinful and can destroy you. I mean, New Orleans is one of those cities where you can sit down, have a glass of wine, and just weep as you hear some of the greatest music you've ever heard oh, in your yeah. life. Walk out, and there's a person passed out on the street who's vomited, and they'll be there all day. They don't pick them up. Yeah, the bodies. It, it's it, it's. I don't know what their policy is, but. <laughs> Tammy and I, we, we went to another restaurant, came and that dude was still there in the gutter. Yikes. You know that that saying? You're in, in, the, in like, the gutter. He was in the yeah, gutter. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Right. And so, uh, you know, there are things that you can do in Vegas and there are things that you should not do and you should not be a part of in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, before I used to be able to travel with people, what I would do when I would go to a hotel, as I, I think I told you this, when I checked in, I would say, I just want you to know I'm a pastor and I want you to know that. <laughs> because that was accountability f- yeah. for me because you used to be able to watch porn. I don't know if you can still do that, but on the, on the TVs in the hotel room mm. mm-hmm. and you're sitting there, you're scrolling through and it's easy. And so I had to, you know, I don't think anybody should travel alone, but some people have to, but I, I would just say that out loud. I would speak that because anybody can get stupid yeah. by themselves while you're eating, you know, $7 candy bars, <laughs> you know, cause it was in the refrigerator next yeah, to you. Yeah. It, it's easy to get stupid. And so I would mm-hmm. say that I'm a pastor. And there should not be any charges for movies on yeah, my account. That's good. And, you know, like they cared, but I, I would vocalize that. It was that. for you, for it was yourself. For me. Yeah. And so, um, because everybody has desires, moments, dreams, that fantasies that can lead us into a place that will completely destroy our, our, our lives. And um, I, I'm, just, I'm just grateful. You know, that guy that I was meeting with and I was talking about before I came in, um, we ended our time together. I, I gave him a tour of four campuses and, I just feel like the word he spoke to me was from the Lord. He, he just put his hand on my knee and he said, you know, Matt, I've only kissed one woman in my life. He said, my wife and I met in eighth grade. Oh, wow. And he said, I've finished the race. I've been faithful. And I know what he was saying. That's you can, amazing. you can too. Mm. And then he said, he said, don't be like Bill Hybels. Mm. And then and was, we left. That was the go <laughs> yeah, you, part do, of, do yeah. likewise. Because, yeah. <laughs> because all of us, all of us are enticed right? By our desires. Mm-hmm. 
And I want you to, I want you to start marrying the word dreams and desires. Cause I think we think dream always good in God yeah. desires. Okay. Maybe, oh, I'm, but yeah. we need to check the dream too, yep. to make sure that it submits to the Lord. Yep. And here's the thing. If God has given you great dreams, look what happens to Joseph. There's going to be great trials. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, sandals has not been easy. It's been, it's been the, the labor of my life and it's been, it's beautiful. It's like, parenting. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful and exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just rough. And so, um, just, just know that. So, wow, that was long, long answer. Just pray about, just pray about your dreams and your desires because you have to ask yourself, are they leading me to the right place? And most of our listeners do not have friends that will lovingly challenge and lovingly walk you through that. Yeah. Yeah. It's why I, I love eights because eights challenge everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, just inherently, just yeah. naturally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is, which is helpful. Yeah. 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 That's good. So in the spirit of our earlier part of the conversation about dating relationships, which is we actually have a lot of questions that came in on dating relationships, divorce, even homosexuality. So we want to kind of get through a bunch of those. Wow. That was like, okay. Yeah. Shotgun round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. You, so, ta- you toss the grenade, pull the pin and I'll hold it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this first question comes in from Megan, who said, I recently heard you, I recently heard you give advice to a young lady regarding healing from a past relationship. I'm 34 and would love to get married someday. Unfortunately, I have not had the best relationships with men. My father left, my brother molested me when I was younger, and I fell into an abusive romantic relationship. Therefore, my trust and comfort with men is pretty much non-existent. Recently, I've been trying to accept the idea that maybe God has called me to be single. What advice would you have for someone who's struggling with their trust and comfort with men, but would like to one day get married? Yeah, I would absolutely encourage you to be single for a period of time. I think anyone, um, we said this, I think in our last episode together, uh, Time and intentionality heals. Mm-hmm. There you go. Not time, just time. Not just not time. Just time. <laughs> time does not. T- yeah. t- time. Time just makes it fade away, yeah. but it's still there, waiting come to right come back, back out. Time can make it fester yeah. and get yeah. worse yeah. and grow into something that is even more. So let know. me just say this yeah. to you: My heart breaks for you that that happened. I am so sorry. Uh, there are loving, good men out there, and that's my prayer that if you date, it is only with a good, loving man who will be devoted to you. And he's going to have to be a very special man because sex has been such an ugly part of your life. And so you're going to need to not only trust God, but you're going to need to be able to trust this man that God puts in your life. And Mm -hmm. so I pray that it's a, it's a, a special, loving, kind, patient man. And I would go to first Corinthians chapter 13 and look at the kind of attributes that that this man will need. But before you love someone else, you need to learn to love yourself mm-hmm. and you need to learn to let God teach you that. And so I would just say, yes, like I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is jumping out. Yes, you need to be single for a period of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Because um, you, you want to move healing as far down the road that you can take it yourself before you interject another person into your life. And let's imagine they have hurts mm-hmm. and they have wounds, right? And those, those, those two things just kind of fester together and it, and it just, it can be destroyed. So I love you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. I'm hopeful for you. You're 34, right? Mm-hmm. There's still plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of time. So yeah. don't freak out about that. And, and, and the worst thing you can do is get into another bad relationship. So I would get in some counseling. Mm-hmm. I would get in a good community group, maybe even get a, a, a woman's support group here at our church mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with some women that could come alongside you, mentor you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a young woman in my life um, that's about, about this, this person's age. And 
um, we just took a walk together. We walked the dog. Uh, she's in our community group. She's been in our life. And I just try to listen. I just listen because I just, I can't even imagine the pain and, and heartache that she's gone through. And all the men in our group, like we just try to be an example of Jesus to her, just loving and open and safe and even touch, even like, um, like if I just mm. tapped your shoulder is, is not safe for her. Mm. So I have to be careful. Cause you know, I'm kind of yeah. like, you, yeah, yeah, you kinda, yeah, yeah, I like to hug. So, but <laughs> with her, it like, I, if I were to hug her, it would have to be a side hug. And I would have to say, are, are you, are you comfortable with sure. a side hug? Right. And sometimes she is most times. No, yeah. because she's been hurt so badly by men. And mm-hmm. so I have to respect that and honor that. And, um, and just say all the time, I'm so sorry that happened mm-hmm. to you. And, um, you know, some, some wounds are not healed until the wounded healer comes back. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we don't intentionally offer it up and say, God, uh, fix this, heal this. Yeah. And yeah. we've got great resources here as a church too. If you're even looking for a counseling referral or someone to walk with you as you figure out what's next for you, check out move.sc slash help. There's a place there where you can get connected with somebody right away who would love to help you find a great counselor, help you walk through what singleness can look like for you right now so that you're not doing that on your own. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't do it alone. Yeah. No. I mean, why, why not? Why reinvent the wheel if it's already out there? Find somebody else who's yeah. walked through that. And, and, and let me just say to our listeners, this is why it's so important. If you've had some kind of sexual wound or hurt, it's so important that you're in community group because you have no idea how, what you've learned and how you've healed could help somebody else. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So just know that your, your deepest pain, God can use and redeem it to bring just the greatest level of healing to somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And just to say, you know, there's hope for you. Yeah. This is not the end of your story. Yeah. Yeah. We've been singing that song, See a Victory. Yeah, that line oh, I love in that, it. I mean, people have to realize the power of that statement. You know, you take what the enemy meant for evil yeah, and you turn it for good. And so I just feel like our heart, you know, we can read these questions, they come in and we kind of have conversation, yeah. but heart breaks for people like Megan, yeah. whose life is the way it is now, but man, God can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. Oh, yeah, and when absolutely. we sing that again next weekend or whenever we sing it next, like mm. we can think about Megan, pray for those in our church who are, who are trying to fighting to believe that that can be true for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That what feels like absolute hopelessness, God can turn out to be um, the better plan for their lives that they never could have even dreamed of. That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah. Um, and for those listening, you know, when you read, when you read Genesis 19 and you read about Sodom and Gomorrah, I think most of us would say, thank God that's not now. Mm. And I, I think Sodom and Gomorrah is in every major city on earth. Oh, yeah. It's just, the shadow side of that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like just last week we had the Super Bowl. I mean, you had uh, sex trafficking coming in from all over the world so that men could go to Florida and then, you know, hook up with a prostitute, many of them underage, many of them not of their own free will, many of them paying off a debt that their family owes. I mean, it's just it's just this whole ugly, shady side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and men, if you're listening, most women don't want to be in prostitution. They are in that for, um, you know, because of their circumstances and either of, of their own choosing or someone else's choosing. And you just need to remember that. Cause I think men lie to ourselves oh. and, and we say, Oh, yeah. well they, you know, somehow, you know, they're in the sex industry because they enjoy it or something like that. And guys get real twisted with their thinking and you just need to remind yourself, like, would you do that for money? Most healthy, normal people would not, mm-hmm. would not. And, and if you're like, yeah, I do that, then I would, challenge you lovingly. Are you healthy? Are you normal? (laughs) So, uh, and I know that's offensive, but you know, 
Yeah. Just because it's the oldest profession known to man doesn't mean it's the right one. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Got another good question on the dating uh, topic from Anna. Says, I recently got broken up with after dating my best friend for about five years. I'm 20. And I know I have my whole life ahead of me, but I just (laughs) don't know what to do. I feel really lost and disconnected from God. I've been doing the 60 day sandals plan, multiple plans on the Bible app and praying more than ever, but I just feel so far from God. Any advice on how to thrive in singleness? Uh, Haven't been single since I was 14, how to open myself up to other people in my life and how to fully let go of that past relationship. So there's lots of questions in that one question. Yeah. So my, my first question is, and she didn't leave her name, right? Anna. 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 So yeah. my first question, Anna, if you were sitting here with me and we were in counseling, I would say, did you have sex with him? That'd be my first question. Mm. My assumption is yes. Yeah. I, I don't. Five I, years I, is I, a yeah. long time. Yeah. Five years is a long time, yeah. you know, just to make out. And, but, but if you did it, praise God, some yeah. people. Yeah. So that, that, that would be my, my first question is, did you have sex with him? Yeah. Sex bonds women to mm. men in a way that men are not bonded in sex. And so, um, it's why, it's why guys, you know, can, will say whatever they want to say to try to get, you know, in, get you in bed. So, and I'm not saying he did that. Obviously there was something there. Sure. There was five years, but I'm just saying, did you do that? If not, okay. Uh, I have more hope for you moving on and, 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 and finding healing more quickly because when you bond sexually with somebody, particularly when you are a, um, I would say a more morally conservative person. And let me say this to all of our people in our church who consider themselves liberal or, uh, you know, like you would say, oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm just many of those people, you're still a social conservative. And so what, even though you may not vote that way or think that way, you live in a morally conservative way. And so when you do that, you have deep rooted beliefs about marriage, about sex that you may not even be aware of. <laughs> and so you might be running around saying I'm liberal in these ways, but there's a deeper part of you that's saying, no, this sex meant something. This sex is taking us somewhere. Mm-hmm. This sex is, you know, uh, you know, for a person who doesn't care about relationships, right? Sex is the goal for most people, especially people who are morally conservative, sex is not the goal. Sex is a mean to an end. So I'm hoping that out of this, we'll get married out of this. will you know, like something else will happen. And then when that doesn't happen, right, there's this whole just wounding that occurs. Mm -hmm. And then you're just not sure what to do with yourself because the person that you convinced yourself it was okay to have sex with. Now you're not with them. Mm. Now, how do I move on? Yeah. So what I would say is Anna, get in counseling, same thing, get a great female counselor, go to the, um, the site that Stephanie mentioned. Um, Cal Baptist has free counseling uh, for students, especially people your age. Find a Christian counselor, mm-hmm. not somebody that's going to encourage you to jump into another sexual relationship <laughs> and and really work through that so that you can identify whatever it is that you, you need to identify. So, and, and it doesn't need to all be bad. What were the good things that you liked about them? Mm-hmm. And then how can you transfer those over to the next person that you date? Because I think a lot of times one of the reasons people don't learn from breakups is they throw it all out. Yeah, so. Oh, they were all bad. And I'm like, uh, well, there was something yeah, that you something, liked yeah. for five years. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, so, right. So that's what I would say, Anna, is what were the things that you liked about him so that you can continue to look for those things in the future? And then what were the things that you didn't like so that you can avoid that the next time? Because not all men are the same. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just not. And so find that guy that, that meets a list of non-negotiables for you. And so I'm going to give you a list of non-negotiables from the Bible. And it's okay to add to those things. You know, it's okay to say, I, you know, if I'm a woman and I'm, and I'm, I'm college educated, I have my master's, I want to, I want to date an educated man. I think that's an acceptable non, I don't know that I would say a non-negotiable, but I would say it's, 
I think that's okay. Yeah, it's I a think fair a, thing to, yeah, to a, shoot a standard for. Yeah, or a standard a goal. target. I mean, I think yeah. those things are, are, are legitimate. Um, but if you have to choose a highly educated jerk or you know a guy who works with his hands Monday through Friday, but loves the Lord, loves you, loves your kids, you know, I'm going to say choose him. Mm-hmm. So th- that's what I would say. But so I would just say. You know, work through those things, come up with your own list, but but get in a community group and, and, and try your best to stay away from guys for, yeah. I would say five years, at least five months, you know, one month for every year, at least sure. that's a long dating time. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to try to do a year, mm-hmm. Yeah, try to do a year. And I know that that's hard, um, yeah. but uh, you, you, you took a time off oh, for yeah. dating, right? How yeah. long was it? Oh man, it was, I mean, it was at least over, it was over a year of just like before there was even a... Hey, we're kind of talking or, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. Was that helpful? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I wish I'd have done that when I was 20, Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that for even for Anna five years right. and those five years were 14 to 20. Yeah. Those you, are you yeah. raised teenagers, years. Pastor yeah. Matt, like they're figuring out who they are in those years. Mm-hmm. So there's even some, whether there was sex in this relationship or not, right. even this Anna's had to now find out who she is apart from someone when all she's kind of been doing is yeah. operating in tandem with them. So I think it just takes time. Like I had to figure out who, who am I, who is, who is God, how are we doing? How are, how is God and I doing? Um, and now my identity needs to be on him and not what I'm getting from these relationships or building myself kind of in, in conjunction with someone else. Now I have to know and yeah. build in conjunction with God. Yeah. I think especially <clears throat> during the teenage years, it's so essential that you make opposite sex friends mm. and you learn how to interact, you totally. learn how to talk, you learn how to exist in a have relationship in a there. non-sexual yeah. way, because that's the primary way that you're going to act and behave in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, singles don't want to accept this, but sex is 1% of, <laughs> of the relationship. Of I mean, the it's, it's it. just, it, yeah, and then you have 99 other percent. And so we make, we make the, the, the whole uh, choice based upon the 1%. And that's why we're very, very unhappy with the 99%. And so at least listen to the 99%. And that's why God says, Hey, check out Proverbs 31. And she says, most men get this wrong. And, and, and most women, because now women are able to choose and do what they want. So sorry, Anna, I love you. Yeah. Um, so moving into slightly different facet of the conversation, we had a bunch of questions come in just around how homosexuality plays into all of this too. That's something that's coming up a lot more. And Andy actually wrote in and she said, I'm 18 years old and my now ex-boyfriend of over a year and I recently broke up because he's gay. We've decided to remain friends as we were before we dated because we still can't bear to lose each other despite this. He has such a strong relationship with the Lord and hopes to not up ending not to end up living a gay life, but is unable to suppress his feelings of desire. He's so scared of what might happen because he's Christian and judgment always results. How do I go about supporting, but not affirming a very close person to me who's gay, encourage his walk with the Lord, but at the same time heal myself? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one of the, there's a bunch going on there, but one of the problems our society is, you know, if, if Tammy and I are married and I'm straight and I leave her for a woman, people are like, oh, that's bad. But if Tammy and I are married and I leave her for a man because I realize I'm gay, they're like, oh, well, you know, you, you kind of get this moral pass and your covenant and your promises, none of that matters. And that's just really confusing to me. Um, because I think when you make a promise, when you make covenant, you, you live it out. So that's why she's hurt. And a lot of girls, I think fall in love with gay guys because they're awesome. 
I would have him read, and maybe you guys want to read it together, a great book. I think his name is Andrew Yuan or Andrew Wan, mm-hmm. but it's it's Y-A-U-N or Y-U-A-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was definitely going to put in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. But the book is Holy Sexuality, and it's fantastic. It might be a little bit over your head because of your, your, um, your comprehension level and your education level, but it's a fantastic book. And, and Andrew is a gay man, um, that got saved, um, after he found out he was HIV positive and, um, just ultimately turned his life around for Christ and his understanding of what God was calling him to. And oftentimes, uh, the, the argument that I think Andrew, uh, presents so well is we oftentimes think of homosexual, bad, heterosexual, good. And so what we want people is to be heterosexual. And what he's saying, the Bible is not calling you to be homosexual or heterosexual. It's calling you to be holy sexual. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different calling, which has different, different, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, challenges for the, for the heterosexual and different challenges for the homosexual. But he is walking in singleness and is devoted to living Mm -hmm. a celibate life for the rest of his life. And it's difficult for him. It's challenging for him. And, but it's a fantastic book. Anybody that knows a person that's gay, uh, that is also a Christian or is considering Christianity, it is a must read. Yeah. And uh, his story is very different. It's the opposite of what you would think. And, you know, we all have these stories that we play on our minds, right? So his parents are Christian and they hate him and they kick him out. That's not what happens. His parents are Asian, not Christian, uh, probably Buddhist. I can't remember what they are, but they're not Christian and, and they, they kick him out because he's their only son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the Asian community, right? He, his job is to continue the family. Right, right. And they go their own ways. And he drops out of school, gets into drugs. His whole life spirals out of control. And actually he's in a prison cell looking at the bed above him. And it says, if you're bored, I love this. Read Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> I know the plans I have for you. Wow. And he started reading the Bible and it started convicting him. And his conversion piece is, um, it, in, he actually said it was Romans 1. And I went, oh, of course, because it speaks on homosexuality. And it wasn't the part about desires. He said, in the end, people will dishonor their mother and father. Hmm. And that convicted him. Wow. And he realized he had dishonored his mother and father. On, on, on the other side, his mother and father became born again Christians and realized they had to love their son. Mm. Wow. And so, so they, they pursued him working and prayed other, yeah. for him for seven years. Wow. Seven years, right? And, uh, you know, let me just say sexuality is a big part of who we are. But as a Christian, it's not all of who we are. Mm-mm. And so our sexuality has to submit to our spirituality. And let me say this uh, for her friend. It's a struggle for him. It'll be a struggle tomorrow. It'll be a struggle for the rest of his life. Just as it is for me as a heterosexual man who has desires that are outside of what God has called me to do and to live. And so every day I submit to what God has for me because I believe he's right. And I trust his desires for my life over my own. And I'm, I'm a four, almost a 49 year old man. So uh, I would say it does get easier, but it does not go away. Yeah. It does not go away. And so, um, you know, at Sandals, you know, we are open to everyone, uh, gay, straight. And so the question uh, with the church that you're attending is churches will say we're open and affirming. Sandals is open. We're not affirming of the gay lifestyle. And so um, that means we have, you know, we have gay couples in our church. We may have some people that are, that are, um, they're married and they have kids. 
God's ultimate plan for them is that they would walk in holy sexuality. Yeah, That's his plan. And what that means as uh, a gay person is that you abstain from same sex sex. You abstain from that. And then if you're going to participate and engage in heterosexual sex, that it would be limited to a lifelong covenantal yeah. monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. And the world thinks that's crazy. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I think it's okay for her to like, I know he's your close friend. You've been each, in each other's lives for so long, but it's okay for you to maybe need a little space too. Yeah. You're a real a person with a heart who got hurt in that. And I know you love him and want to be there for him, but it's okay if you need a little space to heal from the relationship before totally. also being his support through this. And you can pray for and encourage him to find other healthy relationships to walk through while you maybe get a little bit of time yourself to heal. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I, you know, I, I think you need to have grace for him. I, I think oh, people yeah. figure out their sexuality. I mean, I, I have friends that knew they were gay from when they were like eight years old. They just mm -hmm. knew. And then I have other friends that, they started to question it in their twenties and they're like, what is going on here? And so there is no normative path to understanding one's sexuality, right? right? We're all exposed to, uh, you know, like I was exposed to pornography in second grade. That puts me on a different path. Yep. That puts me on a sexualized path that if yep. I'm not exposed to that, my curiosities are probably going to remain dim for some time. Sure. Um, and I think that's why there's the big push in our culture to push sex education so low because it's to normatize uh, behavior that is is not biblical. Yeah. And so, um, but I would just say, have grace for him. You know, I hope he stays at our church. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we 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 are open to anybody who wants to follow Christ. And uh, I, I just want you to know there are gay people at our church. They wouldn't like that term. Um, they, you know, they use all kinds of different terms to describe it, but they are attracted to their same sex. Right. The last thing you want to talk to a gay person about is their sexuality. You need to talk to them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. but the reason I lost my mind at LA fitness was he was sharing a gospel that says, you don't have to change a thing about you. Mm. And I said, and we're talking, we're not talking <laughs> about homosexuality. We're talking about weed. Yeah. I said, that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a false gospel. I mean, you can see I'm getting, yeah. pumped I'm like, that is a false gospel. Yeah. That is not true. What you're saying is not true. And the guy's like, you need to relax, man. And then I'm like, you need to relax. Right, and, yeah, yeah. and then we I'm like, okay, relax, now yeah. I got to apologize. Apologies yeah. all the way around. you assaulted the guy and it's like, um, oh, geez. You know, but he, you know what he said though afterwards, after I apologized, he said, man, I can't believe that you stood up that firmly for what you believe. I said, well, <laughs> I am a pastor of sound. I, like, I believe the gospel. And, he, and he's all, oh, oh, I think I've been to your church, man. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. So I, I would just say that. And again, you know, what we don't want gays is, is to feel picked on, isolated. Yeah. And, and you got, you know, the Bible says that the you know, homosexuality is a sin. It also says divorce is a sin. I mean, it just is. Uh, sacrificing your children to Molech, you know, they would have babies and then throw them on the altar. I mean, that's what I think abortion is. It's wrong. Yeah. God's grace is real, even for you, no matter what you've done. But we need to be open to sinners, but not affirming of sin. And yeah, I don't, I don't get to pick what sin is. See, that's what that guy was saying. You can smoke, we can smoke a bowl. We can, we can, we can drop F-bombs. We can, we can be everything we want to be and have Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not what that's Jesus, not Jesus didn't die so you could stay the way you are. He died so you could be something different. Boom. And um, that's hard for people, but we don't hear the real gospel anymore. Yeah. yeah. We just don't. So if you're gay and you're listening to this, hopefully you'll stay at Sandals Church and just know I love you. But just know this. As you walk with Jesus, there are always going to be forks in the road where you're not going to want to keep going. Yeah. And they're going to come in multiple ways. Um, 
They're going to come in the form of tithing, serving, fasting, praying, uh, changing your sexual behaviors, changing your appetites, your desires. And those forks in the road are very, very real. And yeah. that's why narrow is the road that leads to life and there are few that find it. Right. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. Yep. So, yep. And, uh, and the Greek word for broad is actually easy. Yeah. Easy is the way. Right. Easy is the way that leads to destruction. Um, and so one of my favorite verses is Matthew 10, um, or excuse me, 11, 28 and 29. Come to me all who are weary and heavy burden and I'll give you rest for your souls. Right. For my yoke is easy. Yeah. That word isn't easy in the Greek. I looked it up. It's kind. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know who translated it easy, but he's saying my, my, my burden is kind and gentle, right? You can bear it. Yeah. Cause it's made for you. That's good, man. And if you're gay, there's a way that God has made sex for you. And that may not be the way that your desires point you, but you have to ask, am I going to follow God's desires for my sexuality? Or am I going to follow my desires? And those are, two different ways. Mm -hmm. And Lot ultimately, you know, it never says whether he partook in that, but if all the men of the city are partaking in it, I can't imagine that he, and that's why I think they're offended. And I'm, I'm reading into this, but look, look, look at this outsider. Now he's judging us. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently he was okay with, what was he okay with before? You know what I'm saying? And he's aware that the angel shouldn't spend the night in the city square. Yeah. Right. Like right. you he, don't want yeah, to do that. The people in the that. town weren't hesitant about yeah. coming to his house. Yeah. It's so. one of the saddest verses in the Bible. All the men of the city, young and old. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. We're unified to rape angels. And so, well, just the new people, the new people in town. Yeah. Oh, like that was, it was like new PA and new, yeah, new, new, yeah. new people are here. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we got to watch sex because, you know, even in uh, Genesis six, and we didn't really cover that, you know, as we went through the Bible, the, the, the Nephilim, yeah. The sons of God had sex with the sons of men or the sons of men had sex with the sons of God. And nobody knows what that word means exactly, but it wasn't good. And sex brought about evil that ultimately brought about, right? The flood. Mm-hmm. And here we are again, but God's made a covenant. He won't destroy the whole earth. So he just destroys the city. So he honors his covenant, but he, he kills this infection, um, you know, that was a culture of rape, you know, and, and that was the culture and it was, yeah. it was disgusting. So it's terrible. All right. So we're that gonna, was super heavy. Wow. That was really heavy. Thanks for coming back with that one. <laughs> yeah, there. you're welcome. You know, well, I, I, the the verse that you mentioned though about Jesus saying come and the yoke yeah. being kind. I mean, to to end on that note of encouragement for people who are who are struggling, who are who are gay, who are feeling like why did it have to be this thing? Mm-hmm. There's these burdens that people struggle with. Why does mine have to be this? Mm-hmm. That that those words from Jesus are for you. Yeah. That, that his yoke is easy. It's kind. It's light. Yeah. It doesn't feel that way. Yeah. But come to him. You have to come to him. Yeah. Just try. Just even that. Just coming to him and allowing him to help with that. But yeah, and I would I would just say this, and I I think you've uh you would agree with this that we have both in different ways struggled with our sexuality and honoring God. Absolutely. And I would say it was the most difficult thing I've had to control. Yeah for the sake of the cross. Yep. And um, so one of the, the that, that fight that I got yeah. into, somehow it came up the last time I smoked marijuana was, I smoked a bowl and went to Thrifty's Ice Cream. I told the story. The guy, the guy said, you've never smoked weed again? And I was like, no. Yeah, it didn't come But, but weed yeah. for me wasn't, it wasn't my cross. Yeah. Right, right. But sex with my girlfriends was. Was, yeah. That dude, I was like, I can't give this up. Exactly. 
You know, 100%. I mean, this is this is who I am, right? I'm a man. This is what men do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? See, yep. see it's that whole identity. To who you were, yeah. And and Jesus said, "Are you about who you are? Or are you about who I am?" Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, <laughs> dude, the Lord was unrelenting That's on a, me yeah. and and spoke to me specifically. I mean, I heard God say, "If you continue in this, I will judge you." Like I heard God say that mm. to me. <laughs> yeah. So. All yeah. these people that run around saying God's okay with it, that's not that's not the God that I worship. That's yeah. not the God who spoke to me. Yeah. So um I just want to give hope yep. um you know to those out there. I mean, you you've 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 uh, been what sexually faithful for Yeah, I mean no no porn or anything for over three years. Yeah, three yeah. years. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And I've been with the same woman for twenty four years. Yeah. So it's possible. It's not easy, but it's kind. Mm-hmm. It's gentle. And it's the path that God has yeah. called us to. And so um, if, if you're gay, just know I love you. Yeah. And I, 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 I can't understand exactly what you're going through, but I don't want you to think we're that far off because my own challenge in my 20s was brutal. Mm-hmm. And, and to a lot of the, the young people at our church, just like that guy's telling these people, you can smoke a bong and have Bible study. There's a lot of people in our church who think it's okay to have sex and go to small group. Yep. It is not unless you're in a lifelong committed relationship that is been publicly announced as marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why people say the paper doesn't matter. It's not the paper. It's that your testimony. Mm-hmm. So like we had youth group the other night, I know we're, we're, we're wrapping up. I don't, did you guys hear what I did? So the invitation, right? So the church has historically called people to the altar. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So we had 800 youth and I put a slide up on the screen and it said, Jesus is my way, my truth, my life. I've decided to follow Jesus. I said, take a picture of it and post it on your Instagram right now. <laughs> right and now. you should have heard the aisle. <gasps> yeah. Because yeah. it's it's easier to walk down an aisle than it mm-hmm. is to take that picture yeah, and, and post. It. And I said, and tag me in it. Mm-hmm. And 74 kids did. Amazing. 74 kids took a picture. Now, I, I didn't go to all their sites. Sure. But, but they, they, ta- they tagged me in it. I gave my life to Jesus tonight. I'm announcing this. That's why marriage matters. I'm announcing to all my friends, to everybody knows me, to everybody yeah. that matters yeah. me, Tammy's the one. Yeah. So why baptism matters yes. because you got to get in pool. Yeah. You know, you can't do that privately. Yeah. You got to yeah. do that publicly. People don't want accountability. Yeah. But we need it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Love good. you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. It's good to have Stephanie back. Yeah. And the Tim Dog Yes, yes. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. And if you have questions, follow up. Want to get oh, your geez. question on the next I, episode? I can't imagine the follow up. <laughs> uh, we will be recording some more. So send those in at debrief.show. We would love to get those. We won't on be the here show. for the next show. We like we're taking yeah, this like, one oh, off. We yeah, go, sorry, so. we gotta. Thank it's, you, just, so. it's just touchdown yes, Jesus just and Matt. Yeah. The next show, just a quiet room. <laughs> he liked Hello, the show. Everyone. I'm here with all the follow up yeah. questions. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Love thanks, you. guys. Bye.